Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Baylor coming off uh, getting routed by Texas on Saturday. Play in Orlando on Saturday of this week. J.J. Joe joins us. And, J.J., uh, you know, there's a lot of ways you could describe it. But the bottom line is UT was men among boys. And I'm talking from the defensive line dominating to everything in between. Uh, it, Craig put this up over the weekend on Saturday. Is this the most disparaging level of talent between Texas and in Baylor, we've seen in many years. You know, I, I, I'm not sure, but it's it's been a while since I think it, it, the, the gap seemed to be pretty big. I remember when we went down there and they were really good with Vince Young and those guys. So I don't think it's a. They definitely in the last couple of years uh, spread past us, and that's the disappointing things I think for a few years there. We I felt going into the game that we we had a really good chance to win, compete at a high level. And this season, I, I was not jaded. I, I knew it would be a tough contest. We'd have to play a really, really good game. And um, that just proved that uh, they're better. Uh, and, and you know, we just have to deal with that and move on. JJ, what positives do you pull from the other night that they can build on? It's, I know it's tough at 38-6, to six, but did you see some things out there that now that Texas in this first month of the season or the first four games are out of the way, um, what can they build on out of all this? You know, I, I, that's really a tough one because I think um, offensively, you know, we just we we just could not compete. I think we had a you know couple, you know, it's good to see Monterey get a little and get our speed going. Um, our run game was was really not there. Offensive line, uh, like 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 you said, it was kind of felt like men against boys, and when they turned it up. Um, you know, we really couldn't do much, and that's why I made the comment before. Last week, I think that you got to the Alabama game. Um, so, so I, you know, right now, I think for me, the the only positive I think you get out of it is um, just maybe uh, this opens some eyes. Uh, I think in the staff that you know, um, 
you know, you this game is about this is big boy ball. It's about winning. I mean, it, at the end of the day, all the all the other stuff that goes along with it. Yeah, we want to have really good young men with really good student athletes. So that's what I was. But at the end of the day, you you, you gotta just go get when you win a Big Twelve championship. You have to leverage it. You got to take advantage of every rule that's available to you to stay competing with guys like Texas. Texas took advantage of every rule available to them. Uh, whether you want to say, hey, they have the best line money to buy, but they're going to compete for the national championship this year. Uh, and Baylor should be doing that, and we're not. JJ, uh, we've gotten to see more of Sawyer Robertson, albeit uh, there is the caveat that he has not been 100% healthy, can't run like he, he otherwise would be able to, but uh, just – as his profile has sort of filled out with more evidence and, and more looks at him, uh, what have been sort of your takeaways? For me, um, you know, particularly curious about the the red zone interceptions, and is that something that just gets better with experience, or is that something that's just kind of it's a problem, it's always going to potentially be a problem? Just how do you sort of view how he's been fleshed out here over the last month? Yeah, I mean, I, I like what I've seen from Sawyer. I mean, you know, it's just tough for a guy like that that when you're young, you just got to have your legs because when you when you go one two, I mean read one read two, it's not there. We got to trust your legs to be able to run, and he's a decent athlete. So I hate that for him. He doesn't have any confidence in his feet because of his ankle. It's because of his ankle, and I think with a, with an offense is struggling. I mean we man we we can we have a hard time scoring, and um and when you have that and you're the quarterback, it's your job to try to put points on the board. And you start pressing a little bit. You start probably taking a chance or, you know, trying to force them or you just don't pay attention to everything. And I think that's what's happening with Sawyer. But I like, I like what I see from him. I like, uh, I like his arm strength is not Blake's, but he has good, good enough arm strength. I like his athleticism. Uh, I, I like what I saw against Utah because I mean, I think that's probably when he was the healthiest. So, I mean, he has a future here. Uh, but right now, Blake is more advanced than he is. I mean, Blake is not the same runner. But he's more advanced because he has that season under his belt, and that's that's being you know seen now on the field. And Arena said that Blake's still not quite there, although they're going to start opening him up to do a bit more this week. But how much of a difference do you think he can make for a, an offense struggling the way that this one is? Yeah, you know, unless Blake's going to start blocking, man, I, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, he'll help. Don't get me wrong, Blake. Blake will help, but we have to remember. Blake was in that first game, yep. and he went most of the way, and we were we were losing to Texas State. So, I mean, he would definitely help in the passing game. I think there's a lot of opportunities there that probably was just not used to seeing, and he's just not he's just not in that flow. So Blake will help, uh, but really, what has to help help happen is that that relatively young offensive line uh, has to has to come together, and just it just takes time and games, man. It, that's just the way it is, and. And whatever has to happen with, you know, maybe simplifying the scheme, maybe changing some things, maybe, um, you know, maybe it'll get there. But I will say this. I was encouraged early because I think Coach Grimes adjusted to get Sawyer some really easy completions early. He was completing a pretty high percentage early, then it kind of waned. But I was glad to see that because I thought that helped his confidence some. And then it kind of waned later as UT ran away from him. As a former player, as an alum, a letter winner, and also someone that does the analyst work for Baylor Radio. I, I want to go back to a couple of two or three answers from you. You could almost hear it in your voice as you've seen this roster built or lack of it that Baylor, are you suggesting in a way that they have not taken advantage of what's in front of them, especially after the Sugar Bowl win in their best year ever? 
you know, smoke out, you know, I, I'm not there every day, but I, I would say that, uh, and this is no disparage. I mean, I, I think we have good talent and some of that talent is young. Uh, and that, that's just, you know, that's just one of the gaps. So I, I think last year we, when we had the returning offensive linemen, I, I think we missed on the receivers. We, we, we lost, we, we just didn't do it. So that we, we lacked talent on the edge, experienced talent to take advantage of the, the, the 21 championship. And that, I think coach admitted that. Um, and then this year, you know, your receivers developed. So that's what should have happened. Um, uh, we got the Barrington brothers, but I, I, I think. When you have Blake at quarterback, you have to commit to a certain type of style of play. You gotta say, Blake's gonna be our quarterback this year and potentially next. I gotta get him a couple of tackles, guys who can play. I gotta get him, make sure that he has, um, some, some, some receivers that can go get it. Then I, I'm leveraging him at the highest and best use. So, uh, our talent via our competition, um, I believe, this is just me, is not where it was. Now, we had special guys. I think everybody, I mean, Jalen was special. We see Terrell now starting to interstitial the same thing he did in, in, in college. He's special. J.T. Woods is playing. That guy was special. And several others. So I'm not going to fool myself, but I think sometimes we'll believe that the teams and the things that we're doing, that Abram was special, Preston was special, um, was, was what was unique. I mean, that wasn't what was unique. The uniqueness was the player. The player was unique and you put him in a good game. JJ, are you surprised that it turns around all so quickly now because of all the things you mentioned before about, you know, the, the rules that are, are, are now available? Yeah, it didn't surprise me. I mean, you know, you know, Dion can take a one-win team, and I'm not going to say they're going to win nine games, but they won three. He made them competitive because he, he was unapologetically kind of to the kind of how he know this thing is. And – whether we like it or not, college football is big business, and he knows, number one, you have to structure this thing to help get young men to a certain point where they're ready for life after football. But at the end of the day, you have to win football games. And he, he and some people didn't like that, uh, but trust me, man, guys being asked to leave by coaches and been ushered out the door and said, hey, you don't have plans, that's been going on since, since I played. So so for a kid to get the, 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 the state, you know, get the – Get get the get the knowledge from the coach that hey man it's not a spot for you here I just go look for something else that's not me. the only difference is you know now that it, it's a little bit more public with the transfer portal and all that so um, so so I mean I think I think I think in the future I think we've learned a lot uh, but I'm hoping the rest of this year that man this thing and I think it can turn around but it's going to take a lot. JJ uh, we. I have a lot of just various Big 12 fans, college football fans in our audience, and, and now that you've had an opportunity to see Texas up close, obviously some of what they did was you know a result of Baylor's own struggles, but you know that they're highly ranked there at number three, and uh, they're going to be favored probably in every game except for maybe Red River and, and probably still will be favored there in a couple weeks. But what are your thoughts on what you saw from Texas and, and sort of where they are right now with Sark? You know, I like them. I, I think they're beatable because uh, uh, I, I think, you know, I, I like yours, but, you know, yours is not asked to do too much. I mean, he's asked to make the play, and he's learned, though. I think he's learned that, hey, I don't have to be, you know, that five-star guy that's got to save the program when I have all this talent around me. Uh, they have a good offensive line that's grown up. They have guys on the edge worthy, worthy changes the game for them. So you just have to cover him a certain way and know where he is. And then they have a runner that they replaced with John Robinson 
and wrote John Johnson with it. I mean, I really like that Jonathan. I think it's Jonathan Brooks is his name. Yep. But I really like him too. So, and defensively, to me, and I wrote this last week, defensively is where I've been really impressed with Texas. Um, they get there, they get, they, they remind me of how we play. I mean, when I remember seeing 19, um, Chris Miller was the first one I saw at 19 that he just popped off the shot. I was like, who is this dude? Those dudes come with speed and intention. Um, and we used to do that. Uh, right now, we don't, I just think there's the gap. And you'd have to be blind not to see it that we used to have a group of guys that played so fast. I remember when Clayton Johnson went down in 19. We were like, oh, my God. And here comes Terrell, right? And that guy may have been better than Clayton. Uh, so so I think I think that's what I've been impressed with UT is that they've recruited on the defensive side, and that's made a huge difference. And then they have the offensive line. So it's, I'm, they're going to have a chance at it. There's no one in the Big 12 I think they can, they can lose one. I don't think there's anybody who can beat them. So, I mean, they, they, should, they should be – they'll go to the CFP if they do what they need to do. J.J., as always, thank you very much for the insight. We appreciate it. J.J. Joe, Baylor Radio, color analyst with us on 365 Sports. This has been a Rogue Media Network production. Wait.